got beer on my fucking, well, just a little bit of it everywhere. Uh, that's not bad. No, it is, it is almost 10 o'clock where we are. We are starting this on a Monday too. So we're starting this particularly late. Um, we did get a little sidetracked (laughs) talking about a lot of subjects that don't really belong on the podcast. Uh, and that's fine. We started with with Mount Everest, and then we really went off the rails. I don't I don't know. I don't know how we ended up where we ended up, but we started with Mount Everest. We started with like a legitimately good, good topic. You know, I think, uh, yeah, well, yeah, Mount Everest was good, but I do think that we could bring on an expert to talk about the other subject. Uh, it really, it is kind of becoming more mainstream is birth rates. It's kind yeah. of, I guess, basically what we were talking about. Just, and we were talking about it in a much, much less educated fashion, but, uh, you know. Well, they're down, right? There's all this, uh, there's all this stuff coming out about like, it's like young men. They're not, they're not having sex. They're not getting married. They're not having kids. Testosterone kind of levels are lower. All kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, testosterone levels are lower. Something you hear talked about quite a bit in like we're, conservative we're further, circles. We're, we're also like further removed from like fighting tigers and shit like that. Does it make sense that the levels are lower? We don't have to, you know, less people are working in the fields. I guess overall, but I mean, it is a part of the demise of our history, you know? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Like, you don't even need... Like you could you could start a world war, you could do something like that, but that'll give you a, a, a temporary boost. But overall, like just as a species, I mean, whether it's the food we eat, the microplastics crossing our brain barrier, you know, that are fucking us up. But like we are just kind of, I feel like health wise, did we hit a peak? Are we kind of like are there little peaks and little valleys? Like we're gonna be like, okay, well we've we've fucking gone too far in our health, like. Did we peak a couple, you know, a couple decades ago in our fucking how long we live? Or are we still on the way up? Medical shit's getting better, but once I feel like we get into like the, we don't need to get into all this shit right now. I guess you know the foods. Well, we I, eat. I hope for our sakes that we've not hit our peak in terms of like longevity or our health, because I still plan on living quite a few years. I would like you know? to make it. I don't know <laughs> what the average is, but I remember hearing like it was like when I was younger. I remember people being like, "Oh, it's like eighty three, eighty four now." If you're a male, 86, or if you're a woman, it's like, that's, that's fucking old. That's good. You know, but now I feel you know, like it's, it's way down. It's lower. I know it's lower because in my head, when I was younger, I was always like, I always thought it was 80. And, um, like I had like my, my great grandparents and my, like my grandparents, um, not all of my grandparents, but like, you know, my older ones, like they all lived to be you know, like in their eighties and shit. I was like, Oh, you know, eighties, the average, but a lot of people live, live to be older. And then I read somewhere, I don't know what the average is now, but later on I read that the average was like 78. And I remember thinking like, like when I was real young, like for the life expectancy to go down, I was like, I I know it's only two years, but like, why is it going down? You know, (laughs) you would figure that it should always be going up. And so I thought of you know that, that's something that I used to think about when I was younger. I was like, why why is the the rate going down? And what you know what does that mean for me? You know, 
I want to live past 80, hopefully, you know? Hope so. You hope so. Knock on some fucking wood, but yeah, I mean, not not too much past that. Like, I, I don't want to be like a hundred something years old. That's too much. That's bullshit, though. Why not? Why fucking okay? Actually, I don't. Did we ask this on the podcast before? This is also this is episode so. one of season two of the Bonfire Briefing Pod. Is that yeah, right? Yes, it's a. Uh, well, I mean, we can. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the second. It's like the start of the second year of the podcast. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if we've talked about this specifically before. Um, we, us two, privately have talked about it quite a bit. I know you you want to live to be like two hundred years old, uh, and I and I just I don't really, you know, not two hundred. I know two hundred's an exaggeration, but like, yeah, your your quality of life just goes down significantly. It goes down like as you get older. But it really fucking takes a drop there once you get, like, real old. You know? I mean, would you rather... Well, you know, you already see... I don't know. You're, I, the question was going to be, would you rather live with two hands and live to 75? Or would you rather lose one hand when you hit, like, 58? Lose your left hand and then live to be 140? I mean, see, that's the see, that's the, I don't I don't have like a strong desire to live to be 140. But if you could otherwise function, it's not like you're gonna be laying in bed. If you were just like one of those old motherfuckers who you're like you can't tell if he's you, motherfucker looks like 72, and you're like, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 108. Like, what the fuck are you doing walking around, dude? And I mean, yeah, if like, you can still function fine, then yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, no, you can still function fine. Yeah, no, you can still function fine. Because I don't know, I've had other people tell me like, oh, well, everybody you know is gonna fucking die. It's like, okay. That sucks, but... I mean, that is true. <laughs> if you know you're going to be 140, though, then it's just like... if Like, knowing you're going to live that long is pretty fucking cool. You're just like... <laughs> Make some young friends. Yeah, you can <laughs> you constantly know? be telling people. Like, if you know you're going to live that long, that's part of the fucking deal you made with the devil. You know? You're like, this is fucking... You could just do whatever the fuck. Like, if you know you're going to live, you could just fucking walk out in front of traffic. It's like, yeah, you're going to stop, you know? I don't know. Yeah, see, it's but just like, you know, but that's the thing, though, is like if you live to be because I, I, ha, I have met someone who is like, like really, really old, like over 100 and they don't live good lives. You know, they don't. It's like their family doesn't fucking see them. They're all dead. A lot of them are dead. But like but the family they do like, have doesn't see them. You know, imagine being like a, a, a fucking professor at some fucking college. Like you have enough years to work to that point, you could just be, and then you'd you'd be like, yeah, you, yeah, that's just cool. You just yeah, have, you'll have to be wheeled in. Knowledge. Yeah, you'll you'll have to be wheeled in in a fucking wheelchair, wearing a damn diaper. Let's say you could yeah. always fucking walk and shit normally, except you still again lose that left hand at fucking fifty eight. It's part of the deal. You don't need a left hand though. You can get a hook. Hooks are fucking cool. I was just thinking that. I was like, I would get it replaced with something, and a hook would probably be the move. Like, a pro- I mean, you know, assuming you couldn't get a prosthetic because, like... I think I'd know. go hook and then prosthetic if I have my choice. I mean, I would for sure go prosthetic first, but if prosthetics were off the table, why would you not get a hook? Would it's not you very take practical, regular but... prosthetic 
or fucking Edward Scissorhands fucking fucking head. That would be pretty cool. Uh, it would make chopping up vegetables a lot easier. Dude, you could chop up anything. He chopped up all <laughs> kinds of shit. People, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you make something, you know, you got like a whole bunch of vegetables or fruits laid out in front of you and you're like, fuck, I got to cut all this and you know, and you got you got to spend some minutes chopping and everything like that sucks. But if you just you know you're able to just you shred keep the things real fast. I guess you just get like a tub and just fucking it's like some bleach and just shake that shit around. Yeah, you also got to be careful. Like you know, you're like nose itches or something. You got to make sure you use <laughs> your balls itch. <laughs> yeah. You got something in your eye. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you yeah. you don't want to end up without an eye, you know, and without a hand. That that wouldn't oh, be good. Yeah. No, yeah. No, you you got to be careful. You know, you got to be real conscious about what you're doing with your hands. Oh, yeah. Shit. Although, you know, if, you're, um, if your foot was to itch, I had this happen to me the, you know, the other day while I was driving. It's like the bottom of my foot. Oh, just fucking, I hate that shit. And I was like, I, I had to drive in front of me, you know, so I couldn't like, I couldn't like pull over somewhere and fucking, it's great. I had to deal with it. You know, if you had one of them, you know, fucking scissor hand hands, you just reach down there and fucking get that thing real good. You ever kick your shoe off and just fucking just go at it? Just oh, rub yeah. it on the side of your thing? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll just slide oh, yeah. the shoe over to the side. Just fucking like we're going shoeless. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like this part of the drive, you know, I'm doing with one shoe, which is fine. People tell you not to do that. For whatever reason, or it's dangerous. I don't know. I I've done it. Flip flops. I can see how you can be like you know that can fall off your foot and get hung on something, for sure. Yeah. But I do it anyway. I don't really wear flip flops or Crocs. If I, I don't know, don't wear them anymore either. Yeah, I don't really. No, I've, I've pretty much only got the only wear the shoes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I don't wear anything that could get caught up like under the pedal or anything. But like, if you don't. Like if you're just barefoot, I don't really, I don't really see the problem. Like I can still reach the pedals. So what is the big deal? You know. Yeah, as long as nothing gets carved underneath that shit, that's kind of I feel like the thing. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna kick off my shoes. <laughs> you know, because I think about that sometimes. Like if something falls into the driver's side of the, you know, the seat there, I am like, shit. I hope that doesn't fucking, you know, like your phone or something. I'm like fuck, I hope that doesn't get stuck. Oh yeah, like right behind your brake and you're fucked. Yeah. No. You know, then you're in like a you know, yeah. It's not good. It, you know. Anything that increases the chance of you crashing your fucking car probably want to want to eliminate. You know, because that's no fun. I've been uh no. I I drove by one I drove by a, a car crash just today, actually, coming back from the store. It was like I could barely see the crash, but they had like the fire truck there and shit. And there were some cops there. It was right down the road, all the lights and everything. And it's just like, man, of course, I don't know how badly anyone was injured or anything like that. But, you know, you take a car crash where nobody's injured and it just fucks up your car a little bit. Like, that still sucks. That ruins your whole day. Your whole day's out the window. You know, you could have been having the best day ever. And now, you you know. You fucking got into a fender bender, and it's like, oh fuck, you know? It just sucks. Yeah, car wreck ruins that shit real quick. Car for any kind of accident, any bullshit like that, flat tire, any of that shit. Oh yeah, dead battery. Oh, <laughs> I had to deal with that. Right 
yeah, I've had to deal with that a little bit recently. That just that sucks because, like, you know, it's not like the it, it's far from the worst problem you could have with your car. But when you go to start your car and it just doesn't start, and you know you have a dead battery, you just it just it ruins your whole day. You're just like, oh my god, now I gotta fucking, you know. You hear that motherfucker start clicking? You're like, shit. Yeah, it's like, oh come on, you know. Especially if you're not, you know, like if you're not, even if you are at home, that that still kind of sucks. But like if you're out somewhere, you start your car, battery's dead. It's just like, fuck, man, come on. It's like I just drove this thing here. Do you and keep it was fine. cables on you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep uh yeah, I keep I keep jumper cables and I mean, we've talked about it before. I've got like a portable thing. Um you know, with like you know, it's got a set of cables attached to it and you know, keep that thing charged, keep it in the trunk of the car just in case. Um used them used them recently. Used them I don't know, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. Work like a charm. Great thing to have on you. Great thing to have on you. I mean, I mean, you should really just keep them on you for you. I mean, if you want to, you know, potentially help other people out in their situation, that's great too. You know, that's a definitely, that's another great reason to keep them on you. But, you know, when it's your car battery that's dead, you're going to wish you had some jumper cables. You know, then oh, you got to walk yeah. around. You know, if you're at like a store or something, you got to walk around to everybody. Hey, man, uh, I'm not battery's dead over there. You. I'm not trying to rob you. I'm not trying to stab you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, man, my, you know, car battery died on me. You got any jumper cables? And you got to hear them be like, ah, oh, no, man, I don't have any on me. And you know they do. You know, oh, yeah. Maybe they don't. But a lot of people do, I feel like, and maybe just don't. Don't want to look. Just don't want to help out. Fucking, no, fuck you. Especially here in San Antonio, dude. It's hot. You know, people don't want to stand around and fucking, you know, do nothing in this heat. They're trying to they're trying to get back in their air conditioned car and go home, man. They don't want to stand around and fucking maybe help you jumpstart your car. You know, I don't know. Always keep some on you. It's a good fucking it's a good tip. There are just some things in life that you need to have, you know, for moments like that, like um, people say it all the time about. You know, you move into a new place, you should immediately get a plunger. Because, oh, yeah. like, you know, you don't you, you don't need it, like, <laughs> as soon as you move in, but you will need it at some point. And if you don't already have you one, you're going to wish you did. You're just going to wish you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to think of some other stuff like that. Jumper cabers are good to keep on you. Just... You know, I mean, just throw them in, the, get, get them and then throw them in the back of your car and you don't even have to think about them until you need them. Um, I also keep a, a, like a portable air pump for my tires in there. No, that's a good thing to have around too. Oh yeah. Fuck, yeah. I used to keep a tank of fucking air back there. But. Oh yeah. Cause you don't want to like go down to the gas station, try to fucking scramble up some change. You know, for the machine, it's like who even who even has change. You know, you, you know it's real easy to just pop that thing out, air your own tire up right there, and be done with it. Oh yeah, or fucking yeah, no. The, having one of them things around, either the automatic ones or the air tank, dude. You're yeah. like you're you're that guy. You're fucking. It's like having gum when you're in school. 
You're like, oh, I could fuck, I could actually. Well, you know, we just said you have a fucking terrible day. You got the flat tire. You get in the fender bender. You can you can fix one. Of, you can like save someone's shitty fucking day, right then. You know. Yeah, because like, because <clears throat> I mean, those those are really like a dead battery or a flat tire. Those are like the the two most common car problems there are. And if you like, and th- those are two things that you can buy for yourself. Um, I don't know how much the fucking the portable air pump is that was gifted to me, but like, you know, they're not like crazy expensive. I would imagine. Same thing with jumper cables. It's like just spend you a little money on them, throw them in the back of your car, and be done with it. You know, you you will save yourself a lot of headache. You will need that shit at some point, whether it's like you know, starts to get cold out, your tires go down. You know, you will you will need them things. Yeah. Oh yeah, you will need it. There is, yeah, you just, you absolutely will at some point. And you don't want to be the guy that's caught lacking. You want to have it. Change of clothes is also good to keep in your car, but for what, you know, very different reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, definitely a different lane than the jumper cables and the, the air pressure thing, but. You know, when you need a change of clothes, you really need a change of clothes. You know? Shit, no. You do. What else is... Yeah, if you live somewhere change... real cold, uh, keeping, like, keeping like blankets, jackets and shit in your car, you know? Jackets um, not bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a thing. That's something people will, will tell you after you move somewhere cold. They're like, keep some shit in your car just in case <laughs> you get stuck in the middle of the nowhere and you fucking don't want to freeze to death. Of course, it's not really a problem in San Antonio, but it's a problem in other places. Um, I don't know. I guess if you live somewhere real hot, fucking water's not a bad thing to keep around water's yeah. not bad you used to keep a case of water in the back you know you never know pop them we just carry a bottle and wherever you're going it's good i feel like i drink more bottles when i'm fucking up the environment or i drink more water you know yeah i mean i've got one of them like i've got one of them real big ones that i fill up now i used to do that i used to keep like a case in the back just you know not really because i would ever need it but you know you get thirsty uh but no, now I've got one of the big fucking water bottles. I, I take that thing not everywhere, but anywhere I know I'm going to be for a minute, you know, I'll put that thing in there, throw some ice in there, keep it cold. It's just a nice thing to have around. You don't want to be standing around somewhere thirsty. No, it's true. Then you, But the problem with that is then you're hauling a fucking thing around. If you get a fucking bottle of water... You just crush that little plastic up in enough. If you needed to, you could stick it in your pocket. You could squish it down into like the size of a fucking, you know, like a can of dip, but smaller. But you can always true. just throw that shit away. But that big thing, you're like, all right, let me haul this fucking eighteen dollar fucking vessel for fucking water around. You know, no, so that it's is a true. Fucking club. You can't go through a metal no. detector with it. They're like, no, that's a fucking weapon. Keep that shit out of here. Yeah, it is a weapon too, man. It is. I've dropped that thing on asphalt before, and like the the sound that it makes when it does. If you hit somebody over the head with that thing, you'd cause some damage. 
Oh, you'd fuck somebody you, up. Oh, yeah. You'd cause some real damage. No. Um, you know what really sucks, though, is when... Uh, if, if you are going to keep water in your trunk and you think other people might might partake in the water that you have, get the full-sized water bottles. You know? I know somebody... Don't get those little squirrely things. That's so I, stupid. Yeah. What you got? <laughs> Who do you know? What piece of shit do you know that gets them little ones? No, no, no. I, <laughs> no, but I, I know somebody that that would do that. They'd be like, oh, you know, I got some water in, in, in my trunk. They pop the trunk. It's them little fucking, them little bullshit ass water bottles. Just straight up like two sips of water in there. And then you got to throw it away. And it's like, man, that doesn't even, it's like, I'm still thirsty. Like, I need, I need, <laughs> like, you could drink like 12 of those. They're nothing. They're like four ounces of water. Yeah. It's like, get, get the full water bottles. They're not even, they're not even that much more at the they're store. Like get you them. I'm pretty with- sure they're. Fucking, you know, you just get, get the cheaper brand, you know, get the great value shits. They're all right. Yeah, get the, get that real cheap water, man. When somebody's thirsty and you have water, they do not care what kind of water you have. So long as that water isn't disgusting, like fucking Fiji or Dasani, you know, get that real fucking cheap water. Whatever whatever brand of store you're in, get that store's brand water. It, it'll be the cheapest one. It'll fucking taste all right. And it'll be full sized, which is really the the important thing. You don't want to hand somebody a little bitty fucking bullshit ass thing of water. That just irritates me. You know, it just kills like the environment. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't even give a shit. But you know, just fucking don't do that. Like, you know, I climate change, whatever. Fucking drive your fucking big ass diesel. That's all good. You know, hell yeah, more power to you. But you know, fucking get the bigger bottles of water if you're gonna fucking throw that shit away. And you can also fill it up again. You know, that's the thing. You can reuse it. You should probably reuse it if you have it in your hand. But yeah, no. I'll do that. I don't like, you know, I, I don't get bottles of water all that often. But like, if I do have one around the house, I'll fucking, I'll refill it. I don't like, you know, who even cares? I'll refill that water bottle or a glass. Why is it different with the, with with the water bottle? See, I got cats, you know? so I like having the fucking bottle so they don't stick their paws in it. You know, so oh, yeah. it's good. You know, it's also it's just convenient. You're not going to spill it. Got a lid on it. You could drop it. You could throw it. Yeah. Fucking no. Yeah. Damn. Reuse your bottles. Pieces of shit. No. Damn, do we have any other good life advice we want to drop on people before uh, we then, get into some you know less important stuff? Why does nobody a light heavyweight ever fight? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I feel like the division is kind of held up because like Yuri Prohaska gave up the belt, what, like late last year, right? Cause he was injured and he was like, I don't want to hold up the division. And then, uh, Blahovich and Ankalaev fought to a draw for the title. I'm pretty sure it was for the vacant title. They fought to a draw, so there was no champ crown there. Uh, and now Jamal Hill is the champ. He beat Glover Teixeira. It was a great fight, everything like that. But I feel like I, I, I feel like everyone kind of is waiting for Prohaska to come back and fight because it, you know, he never lost the belt. He gave it up, which I don't, I don't know why he did that. Well, I mean, I know he said he didn't want to hold up the division, but like if you're the champion. 
and you have an injury and you're going to be out for a little bit, but you're not going to be out for like a year. Uh, don't give up the belt, man. You know, keep the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you get rid be, of it? Yeah, that's stupid. If you're going to be out for like two years, maybe give it up. But, you know, if you're going to be back in like 12, within 12 months, keep that shit. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I feel like the UFC and fans are just kind of waiting on, you know, a Jamal Hill versus Yuri Prohaska announcement. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting, too, because light heavyweight is one of those divisions that kind of gets a lot of shit because it's not. Um, I, you know, maybe it's not as deep as some of the other divisions, but I think that the top six at light heavyweight, I feel like any of those guys could be the champ. You know, so there's potential for a lot of really interesting matchups to happen there in that division. But, you know, everybody's waiting on Prohaska. And then I don't know that we have fight news for like any of those top guys at light heavyweight. Maybe maybe we do and I've missed it, but Johnny Walker's fighting pretty soon. He's fighting is it this weekend? Oh, he is fighting pretty soon. I do not know who he's fighting though. Uh let's see if we can it doesn't show that up out. on the website. Let's see. Um, he is he is going to fight Anthony Smith in uh, this Saturday. <laughs> okay, that's uh that's pretty cool. I like that. I don't hate that one bit because uh, I mean Smith is in the top five, and I think Walker's right outside of it. He's seven, yeah. Yeah, so that's an interesting fight. That is in yeah no that's interesting. I like so that. Winner, I, I don't. I don't hate that one bit. Winner of that's going to fight one of these other uh, guys in the top three, and then whoever wins that's probably going to get the shot at the belt after Jamal Hill and Yuri fight, which has not been announced, right? I I don't think it has now. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know what everyone else. Um, and then Alex, Alex, was it? How do you say that? Pereira, Pereira. Oh, Pereira, yeah. Oh, Pereira, he's moving he, up. Damn. Then he moves up and he fights. Actually, he probably fights whoever wins out of fucking Johnny Walker and Anthony Smith. That'd be good. That's interesting. Yeah, forgotten about his ass. Although, I um I have heard more talk recently of maybe Adesanya and Pereira going a third time i think that'd be Um, okay yeah i I don't really hate that i don't think um i don't think anyone else at 185 really has a strong claim to a title shot so i I wouldn't really mind seeing them fight again um although kamzad is moving up to 185 so they say so you know that's another guy you have to kind of add into the mix there when you start talking about middleweight what about Drykus Duplessis? I think he might be fighting soon. Um, he just fought on fucking March fourth. I don't know if he's announced another one. I th- let me see. I'm gonna oh see wait, Whitaker. Oh, he's yeah, oh he's, he is fighting Whitaker. Damn, that's right. Yeah, I remember seeing that the other day. That's interesting. That's a tough fight for Duplessis. 
<laughs> I mean, Robert Whitaker is a tough fight for anybody, but um, I don't hate that fight either because because Duplessis on a roll. You know, he he just beat uh, Derek Brunson, who you know has been. Uh, I like Derek Brunson, so I hate to call him this, but he's kind of been a gatekeeper at 185 for for a while now, and. Uh, Duplessis not lost in the UFC. He, he's five and zero in his UFC run. So, you know, he, he got the got the submission over Darren Till. He, he beat he beat Brad Brad Tavares last year. You know, gets the gets the win over Derek Brunson. He does need to take a step up. And, I mean, you know, I, I feel like a step up from Derek Brunson means Robert Whitaker. Because Robert Whitaker is that guy. I think, I, I well, I think he's the second best middleweight in that division right now, and I think he'd probably be the champion. Not probably, he he almost certainly would still be the champion if it was not for Israel Adesanya. Um, damn, that's an interesting fight. If Duplessis goes out there and beats Robert Whitaker, you know. I mean, he'll have to be next in line for a title shot because there's nobody else other than Kamzat. But Kamzat hasn't fought anybody at middleweight. You know, are they like are they going to give him a title shot without you know a fight before then at 185? I, I just don't really think so. Who's he also, fight? who wants to fight Kamzat? You know, <laughs> he, needs to, he needs to fight. Uh... I mean. Could it, would he fight? Who, who would he fight? Well, you know, him and um, I think him and Paulo Costa have been kind of trading some jabs, you know, That'd going back and forth a little bit. Paulo uh, Costa is about to fight, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Does he have a fight lined up? He's always talking shit on Twitter. I never, you know, it's fuck. It's hard to keep up with him. Uh, let me see. No, it doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like he's got anyone. Oh, up. so it looks like March twenty second, according to MMAfighting.com, Paula Costa agrees to new four fight UFC deal with Strickland and Kamzat in twenty twenty three. It looks like he uh, he turned down uh, he turned down Sean Strickland in May. He got the choice to face Sean Strickland in May or Kamzat at UFC 294 on October 21st. Mm. That is interesting. And he said back in 2023, wait, no, wait, let me see. He in said, February, uh, he was going to fight yeah. Whitaker, but he, he oh, like they announced it, I'm pretty sure. And then Paulo Costa was like, that ain't happening. I didn't, I didn't sign a contract. It's not a thing, so it didn't happen. Interesting. It looks like he well, said he and he said at some point he wants to make sure the Shemaya Pat fight happens at all costs, but he wants to make both happen. About the fucking uh, him fighting Sean Strickland in twenty twenty three as well. So maybe at the end of the year, if he if he beats uh, fucking Kamzat, then yeah, maybe I guess. Yeah, because Kamzat's just coming up to that. So I mean. That really doesn't prove anything, you know. I mean, it proves he can beat Kamzat, which is cool. But, you know. Well, I, I mean, I think if you're going to fight 
Well, I think it would make more sense because, like, Kamzat's a bigger name than Sean Strickland. You know, he's not. You know, he hasn't fought at one eighty five yet, but he's definitely a bigger name. So, like to me, it would make more sense if Costa was to fight Strickland. You know, and then Kamzat, but that isn't really like is Kamzat going to sit out that long? You know, or like. Because to me, it seems like if Kamzat, I think, I think what the UFC would do, if Kamzat moved up to 185 and he beat whoever he fought, regardless of who it is, they're going to give him the title shot next. You know, that's what I think they would do. I mean, you know, you could, you know, I, I'm sure people would make the case that he wouldn't deserve it, but that, that's that's what they're going to do. Kamzat's a big name, and he's also undefeated, at, you know, so... I don't know. It, it would be odd for him to fight somebody like Kamzat and then fight Str- Sean Strickland unless he loses to Kamzat. You know, if he loses to Kamzat, then he can fight whoever, you know. Um, I don't know. And like, you so, know, I mean, if, if Costa was to beat Kamzat, then, I mean, he would have a decent claim at a, at a title shot. You know, his first fight with Adesanya was terrible, but, you know, it was terrible for him. He he gave a terrible performance. See, he's lost to, he lost to Izzy recently. Yeah, he, he lost to Vittori, right? Yeah. And Vittori yeah. has lost to – everybody's kind of lost to everybody. Well, everybody at 185 has either lost to Israel Adesanya or Robert Whitaker or both. And, like, Marvin Vittori's in that. Uh, in that camp. In fact, I think the only people Marvin Vittori's lost to has been Adesanya and Whitaker. No, that's not true. He um he lost a fight early in his career against somebody else. I don't remember who, but you know, like everybody in that division has lost to Adesanya or Whitaker. You know, like so, everybody. So really, Comstock coming in there, getting a title shot, and then beating up everybody who fucking tries to fight him. Is the best storyline. It would be pretty cool. (laughs) And I think he poses a lot of problems for, for a lot of people. I think, I think Whitaker is probably his toughest fight at 185. I think Whitaker is a little more well-rounded than, well, like, you know, you compare him to Adesanya or Pereira. It's like, those guys are only strikers for the, for the most part. I mean, I mean, not that they're terrible at everything else, but, you know, if you're looking for a guy that has a chance of of stopping Kamzat's wrestling attack, you know, it would be Whitaker. But, it, I mean, can he even do it? I don't know. You know, it won't be easy for him. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do uh, with the middleweight division going forward. I mean, two other divisions, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward are the two divisions that I feel like got the biggest shakeup this past weekend, the Bantamweight and Welterweight divisions. We had a title fight. Um, actually, before actually before we get into, like, the big fights, there were some really good performances lower in the card. Um, I think I said it to you the other day. This is one of those cards where, like, the prelims – you know, outshone the the main card. Like the prelims were great. 
I mean, we started off the night with, with three knockouts, you know, that's a great way to start any, any MMA event. Um, you know, and one of those knockouts was, a uh, Iskram, uh, Alisarov, Ikram Alisarov, whatever his name is. It's a hard one. Ikram. Uh, he was the second fight of the night, knocked out Phil Hawes, who's, who's no slouch. You know, he's been in the UFC for a minute. Um, very solid guy to make your UFC debut against. And, uh, boy, Alex Garov really, I mean, he put him out, put him out midway through the first round, knocked him he's out, looked good doing so. He fought, uh, comms out, right? That's his dude mm-hmm. who he said was so good. Yeah. No, he's yeah. fucking, he's going to run through some people pretty quick. He needs to be thrown very quickly up. He needs to be fighting top 10 guys. Yeah. I think so, too. He's very... Yeah. Yeah. I think he he did. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was him or not. He's quite a bit bigger than Patty. Um, But he he was the guy that gave Islam, you know, pretty pretty hard fight. Uh, well, you know, like, you know, compared to the other fights that Kamzat has had, Kamzat's not had a whole lot of hard fights. Um, you know, before he fought Gilbert Burns, that fight was, you know, that fight was great. Um, you know, he hadn't really had a whole lot of hard fights before uh, before that one. But that's what they say, man. Alice Karov gave him gave him a run for his money a little bit. And brave CF. And um uh, I mean, it's not really hard to see why, man. He's got great hands. Um, he's obviously got great wrestling. He's a four-time world champion in combat sambo. He's won all these different gold medals. He's, uh, he's you know, he's 14 and one. His only loss is to Kamzad, which, you know, no shame in that whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it all. earlier today. It was a knockout, and it was just a fucking – he just slipped a fucking uppercut in there. It was just beautiful. And it was like – no, it, it was just – it was a one and done. It wasn't even like it was a fucking, you know. He what he wasn't losing the fight before. It was pretty fucking close, from what I saw, anyways. Then we got old fucking goddamn Parker Porter up there. What a big old boy right there. Goddamn, he's a big boy right there. He fighting fighting Braxton Smith, who is another another big boy, former uh, semi-pro football player from Texas too. I was. You know, I like Parker Porter. I don't have anything against him, but like, you know, I live in Texas, so part of me was kind of rooting for old Braxton Smith. And isn't he from San Antonio too, or no? I think so. Somebody uh, was. Uh, wait, uh, yeah, somebody was. I don't. It might have been him. I, I kind of don't think it. Maybe it was. I don't know. Fucking who even knows? Uh, but you know, I I told it to you. Like that's a that's a really good example of a fight where like, you know, a trained fighter, like like Parker Porter is, is going to beat a guy like Braxton Smith, who, you know, he's not, he's just not there yet in his, in his development in, in MMA. He, he can get there. It's not that he can't get there. He definitely can. Um, but Parker Porter, he's been doing pro MMA for a while. He, he's taken some years off here and there. Um, but he, he's been doing pro MMA for a minute and he's, he's fought some great, you know, some great guys. I mean, he, I mean, just within the past couple of years, you know, he, he's got a win over Chase Sherman, who's a, you know, very good heavyweight in his own right. And he's fought guys like Jalton Almeida and Chris Dawkins. 
You know, like he's he's just at a different level in his MMA career than Braxton Smith is. And that doesn't mean that Braxton Smith is bad, but, you know, that, that kind of natural athletic ability that, that Smith has as a football player, it, it will only get you so far. And, and, you know, just kind of watching the fight, it was very clear that there are some things in his game that he needs to tighten up and work on and everything like that. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just, you, you know, when you're fighting a guy like Parker Porter, you, you just don't really have a whole lot of room for there to be, you know, weak spots in your game, especially if you're newer to the MMA scene. Uh, Parker Porter fought John Jones a long time ago, like long time ago, like 2008, long time ago, Damn. before either of them were in the UFC. Um, Porter was making that, that was a light heavyweight fight, too. Parker Porter was cutting down to light heavyweight. He ain't doing that no more, you know. And hats off to him. He shouldn't, you know. Obviously, he can compete at heavyweight, so uh, why not? God knows heavyweight needs some help. You want to talk about a division that's not, you know, not as deep as some others. You know, I feel like heavyweight's got a little room for improvement. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I feel like it's that big, those big of guys, I don't know, Francis leaving kind of fucking, I mean, he was carrying them for a minute. Yeah. It sucks, man. It'll always, that, him leaving, there are a lot of different what ifs, you know, in MMA. You look at like different guys in particular, or like how a division would have turned out if, if so-and-so had won this fight or, or if so-and-so had stayed. That'll be a fucking big one. Like what if Francis Ngannou stayed in the UFC fought John Jones, fought Stipe a third time, you know, like, you know. And, I mean, now it just doesn't seem like we'll ever know. I mean, maybe he'll come back. Dana White doesn't really seem to think so. Um, You know, uh, one championship, and I believe Bellator have turned Francis down at this point. Um, I don't know. I want to see him fight. I, and I want to see him fight in MMA. Um yeah, I mean, if he if he wants to go box, that's good and fine. But I want to see him continue his MMA career. He was the heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC. He was the baddest man on the planet. I want to see him continue to fight in MMA. So I don't know. I hope he works something out with somebody. It just you know it just sucks. It sucks that we might not ever see him fight in the cage again, and that's a bummer. But that is kind of just the name of the game. It happens it's sometimes, kind of, you know? Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. He needs to come back. Just one fight, even, against John Jones. Just come back. Just come back and fight John Jones. Now, now does John Jones want that fight? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'll say that he does. But, man, you know, does he really want to fight Francis Ngannou? Mm. Shit. Fucking, I'm looking up the rest of this card right here. Fucking um, answer the rest of these people. See, uh, the women, uh, uh, Marina Rodriguez, uh, Verna. Fucking not even gonna try that last name. Look, John DeRoba. John DeRoba. Verna John DeRoba. Yeah. She um, fucking. So I, the odds was negative one forty, plus one twenty, or minus one forty, not negative. You know what I'm saying? Fucking. Uh, if I had seen that beforehand and I had looked at their fight styles, I would... Okay, so this is gambling advice. Okay. If you see that one of the women, women is like a Muay Thai, like, god versus almost anyone. In women's fighting, anyways. 
like you can almost always go with the Muay Thai chick. She's going to hit. She's actually going to swing. And the other chick's just not going to be ready for it. Like she might hit a little bit, but like she's the Alverna with Jean de Roba or whatever. Yeah. You, she, you knew she could get hit in the face. You knew she could take an elbow right to the teeth. And you knew she could throw it back. And which she did. And is why she won. Like as soon as that fight started before, I know I texted you and I was like, oh yeah, no, she's going to fucking win. I said, short, curly hair. It's going to win. <clears throat> she's dope, man. She is, uh, she's very legit. Um, not that Rodriguez isn't, but it's just, there were, there were, there were clear holes in Rodriguez's game that Verna was able to, to take advantage of. And I mean, she looked great out there. And, and Rodriguez was the number five ranked strawweight in the world. And Verna was like seven, I think. Um, so I mean, this is this was a big fight for either one of them, and you know, Verna came out there and she looked real good, man. Um, she's looked real good. She fought Angela Hill last year. Um, oddly enough, on the uh, Blahovich and Rockage when they fought for the for the title, she was on that card and she beat Angela Hill, um, kind of in a similar fashion. You know, just looked really good, um, everything like that. And, you know, her UFC career, she's had some wins, she's had some losses. Um, but she's always lost to like very talented fighters, but now she's kind of, you know, she's on a two fight streak now, but she just beat the number five ranked, uh, woman in the world. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know that a title shot is what's next for her. Um, but I, I think she might just be one fight away from a title shot. You know, I, I mean, if she beats one other person in that top five, I don't, I don't see why, you know, she might not be in that conversation. Um, Who, who's got the title right now? Oh, dude, Zhang Weili has that title right, right now. And Dana White said, I don't know if he said it at the press conference. I saw it in like an article or a tweet or something. But um, someone else who fought on this card that we're talking about, Yan Xiaonan, you know, she knocked out Jessica Andrade. Uh, Dana White apparently said he's thinking about doing Zhang Wei Li and Yan Zhaonan in China for the title. Two Chinese women fucking bad motherfuckers fighting for the women's strawweight title in China. Crazy. That's, that'd be crazy. That'd be that would be insane. Joe Biden, you know? if he was a half-decent president, would go to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 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 in it's in China, so he's might he might you know he might show up. Trump would be there. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh no, this is my shit." Trump might go anyways. <laughs> he might, man. Um, no, that'd be a fucking. I mean, it would just be a great fight. You just China is one of those places. There are a couple of there are a couple of countries like that where there's just like you know at some point they're gonna have a boom of MMA talent and we just haven't really seen the peak of it yet. But like China is one of those places like martial arts. I mean, fuck like judo and jujitsu were, were founded in Japan and then Muay Thai is, is massive in Thailand and a lot of those other countries around there. Like martial arts is is strong. What is it? What is their shit? Uh, I really don't know. I'm not really sure. But like, you just like in, in, a, in an area of the world where, you know, there's such a there's such a long history 
of martial arts, you have to imagine that like we're going to start seeing a lot more fighters like Zhang Weili, like Yan Zhaonan, you know, like really get to the upper levels of the UFC, um, you know, and thrive. I mean, you just, I mean, you have to think so. They do Kung Fu. I'm asking chat GPT. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. I don't know why they, Kung Fu fucking slipped my mind. Well, it's not real they, practical in MMA. Like, there's not a lot of Get the shit beat out of them. Yeah, there's yeah. not really a lot of Kung Fu fighters in MMA. But, you know, I mean, shit. You know, I'm sure they got MMA gyms in China and Long live Taiwan. Fuck there. your Kung Fu. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm open to yeah. all ideas, but not all uh, of them. But you know what I'm saying. I think it would be dope, man. I, and I and I think they have the talent to do it. There's there's plenty of Asian fighters on the UFC roster that are very, um, you know, very talented. And I mean, when you can headline a, you know, a, a pay per view with a title fight between two Chinese mixed martial artists in China, that's fucking awesome. Song Yudong, throw him on a card out there. You can't tell me it wouldn't be crazy. You know, that'd be dope. Um. I hope they put that together. I think it would be really cool to see. And even if it's not in China, because, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what sort of, they, you know, they don't do cards in China all the time. Uh, I can't, well, the last time I can remember them going to China was when Bisping fought uh, Kung Lee in like 2013, maybe. I don't know that they've gone to China since then, but may, I mean, maybe they have. Um, so, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what all goes into setting up like a, a pay-per-view or, a, you know, whatever in China, but it'd be dope to see. They have the fighters to make a card like that. Fucking throw it together. It'll be awesome. Shit. I think in August 31st, 2019. Did you already say this? Oh, 2019? They have a card in China? Shenzhen. Let's see. Let's see. What about? Let's ask chat GPT. Damn, I don't remember the card. This shit is if you can understand my idiot fucking conversation. Oh, okay, November no. November 2017 in Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. Zhang Weili and Jessica Andrade. Yeah. Zhang Weili knocked her out. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's interesting. See, they, they had they, they had plenty of Asian fighters on that card. They had uh, fucking Lee Jingliang was on there. Uh, Andre Sukumtat, always a fun guy to watch fight. You know, damn. So they had, yeah, they, yeah, they've gone back. I, f- I completely forgot that they went to China for that card. So yeah, they've gone back re- more recently. So why not make it happen? They've already done uh, an event with Zhang Weili in China. Do it again, but this time power, pa- pair her up with a with another Chinese martial artist. That's awesome. Um. Uh, one one fight that kind of shocked me: the headliner of the prelims, uh, Matt Favola, Steamrolla, knocking out Drew Dober. That kind that shocked me. I even I even texted you before that fight started. I was like, you know, Favola's good, but he's just not really on the same level as Drew Dober. Like he's you know, Drew Dober's put together a good win streak, all this kind of shit. And then fucking, what do I know? You know, <laughs> you said, I, I hope mean, he's not on your fucking parlay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Just goes <laughs> to show you that even if you've been watching MMA for, you know, almost 15 years, now you still don't know nothing. 
You know, you know anybody who sees my picks, you know, before the card starts, you know, probably already knows that. But well, where's Frivolo going to end up in the rankings now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that he'll be in the top 15. I mean, maybe because Dober was like 14. Um, so they might put him kind of towards the bottom of the 15 list, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he'll uh, he'll end up, or or who he'll get next. Um, I think maybe he said some shit about Patty because they're they're the same division. Um, I think maybe it was him that called out Patty Pimblet. Maybe it wasn't. I don't really know. Uh, but I think that'd be fun. That'd be cool. I mean, Frivola has put together a decent win streak of his own. Three knockouts in a row. Three first-round knockouts in a row. You know? Sky's the limit with somebody like that. Great nickname, too. You know? Steamroller. That's tremendous. Oh, that's, good. that's great. Um, trains with, you know, I mean, he trains at the Sarah Longo gym in New York. Like, that's a, that's a great gym to... You know, train at just knocked out Drew Dober in the first round. I mean, shit, lightweight, you know, stacked division as it is. There's no telling who he might fight next. Like, he might draw like a pretty big name. Do you think he should go? And uh, let me see. Should he go beat up Dan Hooker? Hmm. That's not bad, honestly. Because I feel like Dan any, Hooker, anybody, anybody who's great, like anybody who's like in the shit now, has beat up Dan Hooker at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hats off to Dan Hooker. He does like to throw down with some with some great fighters. Oh, you fucking, you know, you're respected when you just get your ass beat fucking week in, week out. Yeah. See, he's he wasn't always that way though. It's just kind of here oh, recently. Yeah. He's you know, he's racked up some L's. He beat Gilbert Burns once upon a time, which That's is hard to believe in 2023. But he did. Um, he knocked him out too. As a matter of fact, back when Gilbert Burns was fighting at lightweight, which is also hard to believe. You know, looking at Gilbert Burns now in 2023, Gilbert Burns was cutting down to lightweight. You know. That's insane. He he's a bit of a. I mean he's. I mean he's obviously you know. He's like jacked and shit, but he's a little small for the welterweight division. Um, but the fact that he used to make one fifty five is crazy. Um, yeah, I think Dan Hooker's not a bad next step for him. Um, somebody like Hinato Moicano, who's also kind of in that same, you know, same area in the rankings. I think would. Would maybe not be a bad, bad matchup. Grant Dawson sitting there right there at 15. That also might not be a bad one. Anyone in kind of that lower tier of 15 to really just kind of like stamp your ticket into the rankings and then get a bigger call out, you know, um, I think is is not a bad idea. See, uh, Drew Dover's decent, though. He's beat some fucking decent guys. Oh, he's good. He's good. I like Drew Dober quite a bit. I mean, I shit, I thought he but was gonna yeah, win. He's not quite that, you know. Like you said though. He it is it is not the, the highest level. There is like, you know, 
He's not a fucking top 10 guy. No. Top 15, though, you know, he absolutely... Yeah, I mean, he did just lose, but, like, top 15 is not, not bad for a guy like Drew Dober, especially when you're on a roll like he was, you know? Like, he knocked out Bobby Green, and um, uh, I think Terrence McKinney was one of the guys that he he knocked out, like, last year, a year before last, or whenever it was, you know? Um, he was doing good. And, like, his losses are not bad either. You know, Favola got him, but, like, Brad Riddell is a, you know, very good guy. Um, you know, he fought Islam Makachev. I mean, what can you do? That stuff. Fought Benil Dariush a couple years ago. Like, that, that's a tough fight for anybody. You know, uh, I mean, Dariush is fighting Charles Oliveira here before too long. So, you know, the losses on his record are not bad. The wins on his record are very impressive. He'll fucking he'll bounce back. Um, He's a good uh, guy but, to beat, you know. But a fucking uh, dude, that's that's a pretty stacked fucking division right there. So Justin Gaethje, when's he fucking getting that title shot? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what's next for Islam, um, or Poirier for that matter. We don't have anything for him. Oliveira is fighting Darius later this month, maybe in a month or two. I don't even know. They're fighting at some point. Uh, Chandler and McGregor are fighting later this year. Fazeev just lost to Gaethje. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Justin Gaethje. If he doesn't get a title shot next, he needs a fucking title shot, you know, after that. I don't know that they'll do it. I don't know that Justin Gaethje would even agree to it, but... Uh, I think running him and Poirier back because they fought before back in like 2019. It was it was a fucking dog fight, wasn't it? Dog fight. Poirier knocked him out, but you know I feel like they're both better fighters than they were then, and so I think running that fight back it was crazy. It was as crazy as you would expect it to be. Of course, I mean Gaethje and Poirier both they never really have boring fights, but you know it was a great fight. I'd love to see him run it back. It's been some time. It's been like five years. They've both, you know, they're both way different fighters than they were five years ago. Like, run that shit back. Oh, April then, 14th, 2018, when that shit was. Hmm. Fucking round four, 36 seconds left. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, see, it was dope. See, you could do, so like, Oliveira and Darius are fighting. You know, if, I don't know what you do with Oliveira if he wins that. Um, I don't I don't know if you give him another title shot or not. But if Darius wins, I think you know, I think you could put him and Islam together. But see, whoever, you know, because like Volkanovsky's gonna defend the 145 belt in like summer of this year. Fucking the assumption is that Islam is gonna defend his title against somebody before the year is over. It's like, do they book, do they book uh, Volkanovski and Islam again for like early next year? Because then that does that leaves guys like Oliveira, Poirier, Gaethje, all of those guys. That'll leave them just kind of waiting around, you know. You know what I would love to see? I'd love to see fucking uh, a few things have to happen. Like Darius has to fucking lose. 
Gaethje, if some reason fucking they give Gaethje a title shot. I want. I just want to see him fight fucking Volkanovski. They're both at the end of their fucking career. If it was for a belt, that'd be ideal. If it's not, I don't think they'd make the fight happen. But he wants to move up, end of his career. Needs to defend his fucking belt. This is like early 2024. That might happen. But who knows? That would be Gaethje, cool. He said it's his last run, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was like, he wants one last run at the belt. Then that's kind of it. So that's like how many fights do you think? Three at most? At most. I think I think it might be one or two. You know? It'll suck, man. I'll hate to see him go. He's dope. There's nobody. Nobody hates Justin Gaethje. I don't know how you can even be an MMA fan and not love Justin Gaethje. It's like, do you hate fun? Do you hate great, bloody, fucking awesome fights? <laughs> you know? Like, how could you hate the guy? I don't want to see him leave, man, but it's just, you know, again, it's a part of the sport. Like, eventually, they just kind of, you know, got to move on. And I would like to see him get one more title shot, though. I think he, I think he fares a better chance against Islam than a lot of guys at 155 do because Gaethje is such an accomplished wrestler. You don't see it very much because of the way that he fights, but like, like he, he like he's a very good wrestler, you know. Um, he uses most of his wrestling for defense now because he likes to throw fucking hands. Um, but you know, like I, yeah, I, I, I think he poses a bigger threat to Islam than like, than Poirier or Chandler for what it's worth. I don't know. Chandler, Chandler also poses a fair threat. Um, but like Connor, like no one in the right mind believes that like Connor would beat Islam or, you know, I have a hard time believing Poirier would beat him. You know, you need someone who's not going to get taken down and submitted in the first round. And I think I think Gaethje can avoid that. Um, Could Connor drop down to featherweight? No. The cut would be brutal. It would be brutal. I don't know that he would do it, honestly. Would he go up to welterweight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's had some fights at welterweight. Um, He's got a very I think chance the, I can't remember. They they either announced that the fight with him and Chandler would be at 170 and then walked it back to 150 or vice versa. I don't remember exactly which way it went, but um, God, I just can't remember. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll, yeah. I mean, Connor will definitely fight at 170. I think, uh, I think his fight with Cerrone was at 170. And then I think maybe his second fight with Diaz. Was it 170? I don't even... Yeah, yeah. Cerrone was at 170 for sure. I don't know about Diaz. Um, I know we're running... You know, we're, we're running over an hour here. So I want to hit on... Well, the two big fights of the night. But also want to shout out Diego Lopez real quick. Oh, you know, he yeah. fought Evelyn. And he put on a fucking great fight. He did lose, but um, he won that first round. You know, he was looking good. He was throwing up submissions. I mean, he, I, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, for what it's worth, expected Evloev to just run through him completely. And that did not happen. Like, Evloev won, but it was a decision. 
And that first round was competitive. You know, it kind of fell off in the later rounds, but uh, fucking Evloev is, you know, before the fight, 16-0, and 0, you know, like a real, like, you know, highly valued prospect in that division. And Diego Lopez is a guy that's fighting him on five days notice in his UFC debut. And he took Evloev to a decision and made it a good fight, made it competitive there in the beginning. So uh, hats off to Diego Lopez. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, who he fights next because I'm sure it'll be a fucking banger. And he's at a way higher level right now in his MMA career than anyone would have expected. So you got to shout out him. I was... I was thoroughly impressed. Could not really have been any more impressed with a guy making his UFC debut on five days' notice against a killer like Evloev. Um, but then you got, you know, you got the two big fights of the night. We've talked about these divisions pretty, you know, you know, at length in some of our previous episodes, but that's because we were looking forward to this pay-per-view. Uh, Bilal Muhammad is going to get a title shot, finally. After all these years, <laughs> he's going to get him one. You know, you can't help but feel good for the dude. I mean, he deserves it. You know, he deserves it as much as damn near anyone has deserved a title shot ever. He's gone on this crazy run, all these different wins, beating all these great guys. And he's finally going to get him a title shot. Now He's going to get that title shot after Colby Covington beats Leon Edwards. But he is going to fight for the title. Um, Him I just Bobby feel good. Covington. It would also be nice. Uh, I think, I think he would have. Hmm. I don't he know. Man. Him and Leon would be a better fight to watch. It'd be more fun. It would be a more fun fight, I think. Um, you know, and and I mean, you know, the you know the the last two fights the other night, you know, Cejudo Sterling Burns Muhammad. You know, a lot of people online were kind of disappointed with those fights, but I think they were comparing it to some of the fights that, you know, that happened earlier in the night. You know, I mean, if you look at this fight in particular, Burns had a fucked up shoulder. It was very clear. I mean, we texted about it early on in the fight. It's like, it's very clear. I mean, even the commentators were like, yeah, no, his shoulder's fucked. Like, Burns was obviously not at 100%. He was obviously dealing with something... You know, pretty serious in his shoulder. I don't know how serious, but like, you know, it, it impacted his ability to fight. And like, yeah, that's going to affect the quality of the fight. But, you know, everybody goes into a fight with something, you know, nobody goes into a fight 100% healthy. Everybody's got something. It just so happens that Burns entered that fight with a, you know, with, a, you know, fairly serious shoulder injury. Um, and it sucks for him. You know, it really does. He, he, you know, before this, he had been having a pretty good 2023. He had picked up two wins earlier in the year, one over Jorge Masvidal, you know, big win. But, uh, you know, you can't really hate on Bilal Muhammad for that, for taking advantage of an opportunity. And, I mean, I mean, putting on a, you know, putting on a beating. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I think one of the judges scored every single round for Bilal. And I think the other two scored four rounds for him. I mean, he, you know, he went out there and won the fight and earned himself a title shot. You know, you can't hate on that. Not at all. No. 
No, I mean, it was on the line from the beginning. They both, I mean, you know, that was decided before. I mean, it, it had been expected, but, you know. Fucking, it, fucking Bilal had his shot. It was very clear, and he did it, you know. He's, yeah. you know, you ask for that shit, you beg for that shit, you try to get put in the right spot. You know, I was just looking at his record. He's beat, you know, he's beat some reasonable guys. Also, it, may, it, it would... Ideally, he fights Leon Edwards again because before, what was it? Somebody got an eye poke or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Muhammad, yeah, Bilal got poked in the eye, and he just couldn't continue. And, like, you know, it, it was – a if, if I'm remembering correctly, it was a fairly bad eye poke. Like, it, like Bilal's not going to try to get out of a fight, you know? That's not – you know, that's not how he does things. Like, he, he got poked in the eye, and he really could not continue, you know? And that sucks. That I mean, that absolutely sucks. So I think it makes for a better story for those two to run it back. They have unfinished business. I, w- I will say Leon Edwards was winning that fight very clearly before the eye poke. But Bilal's a, a different fighter than he was then. And Leon is too, for what it's worth. I think they're both as good as they've ever been. And if they fight for the title later this year, fuck early next year, whatever it is, you know, we'll get a definitive answer on who, on who's the better of the two guys. Um, of course, he also might fight Colby, and I mean that's something. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't fought Colby before, so it would be a new opponent at least. But um, I don't know. I'm glad he got the title. I'm glad he's getting a title shot. That's really, you know, that's my biggest takeaway from it. I just feel good for him, man. You know. He went on this big ass win streak, and he's just now getting a title shot. If so that's off to him. If Kobe loses this, is he ever going to get another title shot, or is he, you know? No, I think he's probably done. If he loses this one, he's um, he. I mean, not, maybe not done with MMA, but like another title shot, kind of be hard to justify. He's lost to Usman twice. If he loses to Edwards, I mean. I don't know. He like, he would need some wins on his record before he could justify getting another title shot. Because this is his third title shot in a couple of years. So, you know, if he if he blows this one, it's not going to look great for him. Um, you know, something interesting. I mean, maybe the more – I mean, the, the welterweight division is plenty interesting when you look at all those guys. Um uh, there, there's just a lot of different ways you could match people up in that division. Um, and I, the same can be said of, of Bantamweight, you know, with Sterling beating Cejudo. Um, one judge scored that a split decision, and I think that's absurd. There's no way you could look at uh, – Cejudo did not win three rounds. He absolutely did not. I, I Like watching it, I thought Sterling won at least three, maybe four of those rounds. It's not like it wasn't a competitive fight, but I just thought it was very clear that Sterling was the better fighter of the two, you know, on that night. He just was, he, he I thought he very clearly won the fight. Um, and now we've got an interesting situation with, with Bantamweight, you know, they brought Sean O'Malley in the ring after the main event was over. So, you know, it looks like Sterling and O'Malley is next, which is exactly what Sterling wants. Um, and he said, you know, he, he said before this fight, he wants to beat Cejudo. 
He wants to beat O'Malley, and then he wants to move up to 145. Now, that's wild. Um, that's certainly something. But uh, it just kind of, you know, it, it kind of leaves you thinking, you know, what's next for the 135 division? What's next for Cejudo? You know, he takes three years off. You know, he retires. He comes back. He, he loses the fight against Sterling. You know, what's next for him? And, uh, you know, him and Marab have kind of been trading trading jabs at one another on social media ever since that night. So, you know, we might get Sterling O'Malley and then Marab Cejudo. And I don't know why Cejudo wants that fight. I think Marab fucking – I think Marab would destroy him at this point. I mean, you know, if Sterling – Sterling was able to take him down like four times in their fight, three or four times, what do you think Marab's going to do to him? Marab took Piotr Jan down what, like 40 times? <laughs> you know? I mean, I just – yeah, I just don't see that fight going Cejudo's way at all. Not even a little bit. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he wants that fight, but, you know, Marab's a tough fight for anybody. I think Marab might be the best Bantamweight in the world. He just won't fight Sterling because that's his boy. There's also fucking, if you're fucking Sterling, you kind of want to get out of there too because there is some more talent just coming up. There's a Nurmagomedov. There's a couple of Russians in there. Yeah. You know, it's two couple of them. Fucking, I don't know how that fucking Saeed is doing, or however he says his fucking name. I guess he's, he's yeah. dropped his most recent fight, but before that, he was kind of fucking people up. Yeah, no, he was looking good. Um, two Nurmagomedovs in that division, too, which is terrifying for anybody who's in there, you know? That's not what you want to see moving up the rankings. Two guys named Nurmagomedov. And when you already have a wrestler like Marab as the number one contender, right? Rank number one. That's vicious. Um, although I, I was looking at this earlier, and this is maybe what we can kind of end on, wrap it up on. Um, so like the top six fighters in including the champions in bantamweight and welterweight, you can match them all up together in a way to where they fight someone that they've never fought before. Um, so, you know, you got like, like at, at bantamweight, you know, you got Sterling and O'Malley. That's going to happen. You book Marab and Cejudo because they've been talking trash to one another. They're two great wrestlers. It seems to be what they both want for whatever reason. And then you can do, then you can do Corey Sandhagen versus Rob Font and Fyodor Jan versus Chito Vera. Um, I think all of that makes sense. I think it all makes sense. Kill. Uh, one of the fucking Russians? One of the Nurmagomedovs? I think so. Uh, I don't know, honestly. Honestly, they might want to hold off on Song Yudong. Well, I, I don't know how soon they want to do the event in China. But if you if they are like if they for sure nail down the event in China, you might want to swap out one of those guys I said earlier with Song Yidong. You know, make like a real big co-main event. 
could could so fucking Song Yudong has he earned a title shot or has he beat anybody that's that that's that good? He's been gone for a minute. Uh no, he hasn't uh, yeah, he needs he needs a little bit more before he. Ah, gets, he lost uh, Corey Sandhagen. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So don't book him versus Sandhagen, but you could book him against um, like Rob Font, Piotr Jan, Chito Vera. Like that would all be crazy. Like any any of those matchups for the co-main event on a China card would be would be awesome. Makes sense. They have like you know they have kind of similar styles. They're all you know. They're all strikers, so it would be a fun fight. Song Yudong throws down. I think it would be dope. Um, yeah, no, I did the same thing for 172. Of course, we talked about it, right? Like, we got Edwards, Covington, and then we're going to have the winner of that fight, Bilal Muhammad. Well, you know, you, you take out Kamzad from those rankings because he's moving up. You bump Steven Thompson up to, like, number six. You could do Kamaru Usman and Stephen Thompson, and then you could do Gilbert Burns and Shavkat, and that would it would be the same thing as with the bantamweights. You know, you have like all the top six guys fighting one another because somebody's got to fight Shavkat. I don't know that Gilbert Burns necessarily wants to, but somebody's got to. You know, it's got to happen. He's gonna slaughter somebody. I, I mean, you know, if he's see, I, I feel like that fight, like, like uh, I don't, I, you know, Stephen Thompson's kind of a counter striker, and you know, Usman is Usman, so you know, sometimes he has fights that are that are really good, and sometimes he has fights that are kind of boring. I think Gilbert Burns and Shavkat is like guaranteed to be a fucking banger. You know, those are those are both two dudes that love to throw down. Shavkat needs a big step up in competition, obviously. You know, so like, why not throw him against a guy like Gilbert Burns and just watch those two fucking duke it out? You know, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Dude, poor fucking Neil Magny. His last fights have been fucking Shavkat. Uh, wait, hold up. He, just, he fought Gilbert Burns too, didn't he recently? Oh, no, I had that wrong. Wait, I had the wrong guy. Hold up, hold up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He fought fucking goddamn yeah, Gilbert Burns, fucking whoever this Rodriguez guy is. He beat him. That is right. He fought fucking Shavkat before that. Just fucking, just getting beat up. Just being a fucking gatekeeper. I don't know. Yeah, it sucks, man. I mean, sometimes you know you run into <laughs> you run into some dangerous guys. Um, he is kind of that, you know, kind of that gatekeeper kind of a guy though. He's not bad by any means. I mean, you know, he's, he's got some decent wins on his record, but you know, getting choked out by Shavkat and Gilbert Burns does kind of suck. He's been doing the thing for a minute. He fought Kevin Gastelum back in 2015. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember him fighting, uh, uh, one of, one of my favorite fighters of all time is Carlos Condit. I really like him quite a bit. He fought Carlos Condit like fucking five, six years ago. Like, and I remember that fight. I remember that fight coming together. And of course, he beat Carlos Condit. I was disappointed, but he fought Johnny Hendricks back in the day. He fought a former welterweight champion. 
You know, like he he's got some decent decent wins on his resume. It's just when it comes time for him to like take that step up in competition, you know, he always falls a little short. You know, string together some wins, but then he gets knocked out by Ponzinibbio. String together some more wins, he gets beat by Chiesa. And then he's got those two most recent losses. It's a tough division, man. Welterweight is one of the, you know, it's it's a stag division. It's not an easy division for anybody to walk into and work their way up. Um, no, man. I think that uh, I think that pretty well covers the the pay per view this past weekend. Unless you had any no, any final pretty- comments on some of these fights, uh, they, it was a, it was a very entertaining card, pretty much from the jump. Um, did not disappoint really at all. I know some people thought the the main event and co main event were a little slow, but I uh, you know it just kind of happens. It's fine, and they weren't even that. They weren't even like bad fights. People were talking about them like they were the worst fights they ever saw. Is they weren't that. It's just they they weren't as fast paced, and you know they didn't end in finishes. So you know you get these people online that like to complain, but you know I didn't really, I didn't really have any problem with it. You know you're watching high level MMA on a Saturday night, you know, shit, and some people all they do is go online and complain. You know, we used to not have. This is actually this is actually what we'll end on. I've been wanting to say this, talk about this for a while, but we'll we'll fucking end on it. There are people that have been complaining that some of the recent UFC events have been a little thin. You know, they're not quite as stacked as cards used to be. And one that it's not true. Fucking, there are more high level mixed martial artists in the UFC right now than there ever have been across the board in every division. They can stop with the nonsense. Also, we used to not get fucking fights on every Saturday. We used to get fucking fights like every two weeks or every three weeks. You know, we used to get a pay-per-view like like once a month. You know, it's like it, it it's like they want there to be less fights so that the cards can be more stacked. And I just don't really understand that. It's like you would rather watch less MMA, but have the cards be more stacked. I think we need more. I think we need. We need more sideshows, you know. We need more fucking Dana Dana White contender series. We need that shit every day of the week. You know, the NFL is adding a fucking Black Friday game for the first time. And there's people, I saw some people complain, and they're like, oh, Sundays aren't going to be as fucking good or whatever. It's like, who gives a fuck? If you did fucking two games on Sunday, but like one game every other day of the week minus like a fucking, like maybe fucking Wednesdays or Saturdays or something. You know, fucking let's watch football all the fucking time. Why not? Yeah. It's like, would you rather watch less football? Because if you stack like, you know, how we have it now, you can't watch all the Sunday games at one time. You can watch Red Zone, you know, and that kind of gets you that feeling. But you're also missing out on some of the game. You can't watch all those games on Sunday. Why not take a fucking game and throw it onto a Friday? You know, like... I just don't I just don't understand it. It's like you want there to be less days in the year that have football on. You want there to be less days of the year that have UFC on. And that's that's insane to me. That that is a that is a mindset that I just cannot subscribe to. I think that's ridiculous. I want to see more of the shit all the time. I want I want I want all of it on every day of the week. That's what I want. 
I don't want less. I don't know how you could be a fan and want less of the sport that you claim to love. It just doesn't make sense to me. You can watch like also it's it's just it's a good money generator, you know. You get your ads fucking mean more. Makes sense for business. No it's wonder the, the NFL wants to do it. You know? Oh yeah. It makes sense. No, I think Shit. we're uh no, I think we're good on wrapping it up. We've gone a little longer than we wanted to, but you know, we had uh, we had some stuff to talk about. We had some good advice to give out. Uh, we had some fights to talk about, and we didn't even mention the Warriors Lakers game that's going on right now. About about five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Warriors up by two points. So oh shit, yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking- we're gonna hop off here and uh, go watch that.